It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, we finally got some of that blue magic. Eddie, 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 Eddie. And last but not least, and for the culture, ESPN changed another show. But was it for the good? It's all next. ATL Day Ones, let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listener of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast and wherever you download your podcast. Make sure that you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. ATL Day Ones is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to learn more. Coming up in 10 minutes. Can the Braves ride Eddie Rosario all the way to the World Series? We'll talk about that. But first, we have to talk about the Atlanta Falcons tying the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, this is kind of like the rehearsal game. Andrew, uh, why did I say Andrew? <laughs> Matter of fact, Andy Bunker here. Yeah, instead of Tanisha Batista, I know you guys are wondering, you know, if you're watching us on YouTube, you're saying like, okay, who is this white dude sitting in here with Jarvis today? <laughs> no, that's not Tanisha Batiste. Yes, uh, Andy Bunker. Great uh, costume, ho- if it was. <laughs> yes, that would have been a very, very different looking costume for sure. <laughs> he is the host of the Midday Show, Andy and Randy on 92.9 The Game. He's also one of my best of buds. And uh, I can say officially, he is my first white friend. So, yeah. <laughs> You know, you know, he's the guy that, you know, he's absolutely he's like a brother from another mother. So, yeah, you guys uh, ride with us today as we get Andy acclimated to what we got going on today on the show. But Andy, one of the things that, you know, coming to this game is a lot of people were talking about how Andy, um, how Desmond Ritter was, you know, needed some experience. I know I, for me, I was saying that I was like, OK, I want to see this guy play more like giving him some snaps only way you can get better at playing football is playing football um so they decided not to play him in the first game but he makes an appearance for an entire series this one and i thought i saw some good things but for you what i want to ask you is the fact that what was your biggest takeaway um from the game was it desmond ritter playing and finally get some getting to toss the ball around to some of those weapons that arthur smith have or was it something else um I definitely feel like I took some stuff away from Desmond Ritter playing, but my biggest takeaway was how fun it was to watch B. John Robinson. Like Indeed. we we knew, right? I mean, you, you know, you, you watched him play at Texas. They don't draft him eighth overall for no reason. That's why when we talked to Terry Fontenot at training camp, he was like, we didn't draft a running back at number eight. We drafted B. John Robinson at eight. Like that's <laughs> yeah. very clear. That's not the same thing. And so right. 
getting a chance to see him get out there with a Falcons uniform on for the first time ever was freaking awesome. Like it was so fun to watch him play, man. Like this guy is going to be an absolute problem. Like you can't tackle him. Like the first guy can't tackle him. And and he's going to, you know, every time you give him the ball, any, like it, it could be a huge play, but like at the very least, it's going to be like five or six, you know, like he had a couple where he was bottled up and ended up getting two or three and should have been a loss on, and he had five touches in 15 plays. So they clearly kind of wanted to get him involved and sort of show us a little bit, but maybe also for him to like to get hit and, and play with Desmond and all that. But that run where he went for 12 yards, it was just like, how smooth. <laughs> Man. And here's the thing. And it makes me wonder. It makes me question my like sports analytical type acumen because I didn't want him. I didn't want B. John Robinson. I had no interest in B. John Robinson. And when, you know, everything when it came out about Jalen Card, I was like, okay, like Jalen's going to be there. Like they need to go ahead and take a chance on this guy. But when you get, when I got a chance to finally just meet him and talk to him and just kind of put him off to the side, like, hey, man, I appreciate what you're doing and all this stuff. Like the guy just, he's a lovable dude. Just a lovable dude. And not only is he a lovable dude, he can play some damn football, man. When you're talking about the first guy not touching him, like he like he made the first guy miss every time. Like, right. I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm trying to – this is always a good place to be in sports when someone is so exciting that you almost have to talk yourself back. Like, all right, like it, it was – Let me find something wrong with him. Five seconds in the preseason game. Like it was – awesome and i do think that he's going to be able to put it into practice in the regular season and all of that but like i me and randy were talking about earlier today and i was like i'm gonna get too excited about this so as soon as i get too excited tell me to to slow down and he never he's like no i don't disagree like that guy's he's incredible like he's just you can see it he's different like he's gonna be so much fun and so good and he had such a different dynamic to that offense where they already had good players. And I was with you too. Like, and I'll, I'm going to, I'll stand on this, his whole career. Like, I still think yeah. they drafted Jalen Carter. Like I've got no offense yeah. to be John Robinson. I think he's going to be amazing. I just think in terms of what this team needed and how good Jalen Carter is going to be, I never in a million years thought that he was going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Started coming out. I was like, no way. Seattle's taking him five. No chance. Seattle's definitely not letting him get past five. And so when they did, um, I was like, all right, well, you got to, you know, you got to go get him. So, um, look, they didn't. It is what it is. We'll play that game forever, just like we do with Micah Parsons and Kyle Pitts, just like we'll do with all the other receivers and Drake London. Todd Gurley, Vic Beasley, you know, it's just just a long list. Let it linger forever. Um, But, uh, Bijan's going to make it easier. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's going to make, make it easier to be like, all right, they didn't do what I wanted them to do. They did this. It's going to work out really good. Now, as for Desmond Ritter, I mean, I thought, I thought he was fine. I mean, they, right. they didn't ask him to do much and he didn't do much. I think that the best throw he made probably was that third and 12 to Drake London. Like, yeah, yeah. Throw, Drake went up and got it. That was, that was good. The pocket was really nice on that play. Good blocking from the offensive line. Um, he threw it behind Pitts and 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 Robinson. Familiar on a couple, right? On a, yeah. on a couple like you know, those are for an NFL quarterback. Those those are easy throws. Like 
you got you got to hit those guys in stride. So hopefully he does going forward. Um, and I, the interception wasn't a very good throw either. Like I, I know maybe might have been pi, whatever. He still threw it behind him and tried to force it in there a little bit. So um, I, I thought Ritter was fine. I, nothing blew you away. Nothing has you freaked out. But um, it, it, I'm looking forward to seeing more. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like some development. Like like we saw last year in those first four games. We saw some some rough edges in the beginning, and you yeah. saw some corrections week by week. You saw them get gradually get better, and that's what I'm really looking for this year. Like I'm not gonna get too high on Ritter because, like I said, hey man, the guys only played four games, so you know if he's out here saying, okay, that throw was behind him, okay, you know that could have been a fifty fifty ball that popped up in the air and they, and he picked it off. Okay, all right, cool. But you know we saw some good things as well, and I really feel like Arthur Smith is gonna have a lot of fun this year. Because, like, it was cool to see him get the ball to Kyle Pitts, you know, get the ball to Drake London, get the ball to B. John Robinson, throwing it in and, and handing it off. So all those things were kind of cool. Like, I, I really feel like Arthur Smith is going to have a lot of fun calling plays this year. I agree. If, if, you know who, who really um, was kind of interesting to see on Friday night was Mac Hollins. Like, you know, you, you hear about him. You kind of forgotten like, about, right? Kind of weirdo, you know, yeah. or shoes, whatever, but, like, that's a big guy and, yeah, <laughs> and he's going to, you know, okay. So you're a, you're a defensive coordinator. You got to account for pits. You got to account for London. You got to account for John U. Smith too, when he's out there. Um, B. John Robinson is going to be lined up in a lot of different places. Like Matt Collins is going to be against the second or third corner. Yeah. Like that's not, cause that's a big guy. Like, yeah, man. And Matt yeah. Collins is going to bully some guys this year. Yeah, man. And that's the thing. Like, you got all these treetops. Like, and then if you got a quarterback who's going to be a 63, 64% completion percentage, hey, why not get a whole bunch of dudes that have a wide behind catch radius? So, yep. you know, that's help. the kind of thing. So, you kind of get it. You see the vision. You see, understand what Arthur Smith is trying to do when he's trying to, on each and every Sunday. So, I think, real quick, though, I got to ask you this. Like I think we kind of started this conversation uh, at, at your uh, your uh, your daughter's uh, birthday party. We'll talk about that a little bit later in for the culture. But uh, <laughs> I, I, who do you think basically uh, is going to get a pink slip after uh, Friday night? Not I'm sorry, uh, after uh, Friday night. It's got to be Jalen Mayfield, right? Yeah, man. Got to. I mean it. It just hasn't worked. Like, they had to take him out. They had to take him out to finish the drive. Yeah. They had, to, they had to take him out of a preseason game as a yeah. backup against backups yeah. to finish the drive because he just didn't know – seemed like he didn't know what he was doing, you know? Yeah, man. I, I know that switching him back to left tackle hasn't had a lot of practice reps out there, but still, like, you're in the NFL now. Like, if you're yeah. on this roster, you're expected to fill in for either Caleb McGarry or Jake Matthews if one of those guys gets hurt in a game. And if Jalen Mayfield had to fill in for Jake Matthews in an NFL football game against starters, Desmond Ritter would get wrecked. Like, yeah. it's just – He it's almost old. got Taylor Heineke wrecked yeah. <laughs> in a preseason game. Like, which is crazy because they drafted this dude in the third round. This is an Arthur Smith, Terry Fontenot draft pick too. Like, First draft class, yes. Yeah, this isn't one of those, all right, they inherited him, whatever, they can throw him to the side. He was not good his rookie year. We chalked it up to him being a rookie. He didn't play last year at all because he was hurt. And, yeah, man, like 
with Hennessy going out and I know Dalman's been banged up like that. That's a spot where they're going to have, they're going to have to go sign a guy or two yeah. Um, yeah. off the, you know, veteran free agent. So that's, you know, it's tough because that is worrisome. Like that, yeah. that third and five offensive line. I think they're good. I think that those guys are out there. I think they're good. Although, you know, they had a lot of penalties on Friday night too. So they got to get that cleaned up, but like, you got guys that if they had to play right now, you'd be worried about anything getting done. And so that that's that's probably my guy. I don't I don't think anybody else really like did anything egregious to to not make the team. I think it's going to be hard because they're probably only going to keep five wide receivers. So because I think Demarco Hellams earned his the competition in that, that secondary is going to be very interesting. Yeah, because... I think he's going to take one of the take one of those take one of those special one of those specialties played. So, you know, your JJ Arcega Whiteside, what's the guy's name? Is Xavier Malone that made a couple Xavier Malone. Yeah. Josh Ali. Like there's there's some guys down the roster that are playing for that fifth spot. I think you know who the first four are, but Kadero Hodge got banged up on Friday too. So So yeah. And yeah. there are rumors that Corey Davis might get cut. And I know my guy Aaron Freeman been calling for his name his name ever since he looked like he was about to get cut from the Jets and New York Jets roster. So we'll see. We'll definitely see what that how, how I almost I almost stole Aaron's line a couple times on the air today. Can if I credit him, can I use it? Like you're Absolutely. basically the boss, right? So like you you yeah. can green light if I when yeah. he says there's two kinds of people, there's B. John Robinson fans and people that haven't seen him play yet. I was like, mm, I'm so close <laughs> to saying so that good. Like, oh, that's a straight plagiarism. But if I give him credit, I think I can get away with it. Yeah, man, you'll be good. Aaron is a good guy, man. So you don't have to worry about him getting all I love in his fields. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you can definitely check him out on Locked on Falcons postcast with myself and on Locked on Falcons each and every day right here on Locked on Sports Atlanta. But I want to take some time out to let you guys know that this episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the number one sports book in America. Guess what? It is NFL season, y'all. We're talking about preseason. Guess what? They're about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you win, when you bet on a Super Bowl win, you can get bonus bets every time they win in a regular season. Just pick any team to win a Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. So, yes, you can bet on the Falcons and say, hey, every time they get a dub, you can get some bonus bets. You use those bonus bets on anything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. All you got to do is go to fanduel.com. Now, so here's what I want you to do. For all you first-timers, go to fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel.com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-D-E-L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Excuse me. Fanduel, because it is the official sports book betting partner of the National Football League. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus 
free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Now, Andy, when we talk about what the Atlanta Braves are in right now, because, you know, they're the number ones. Number one in the National League East doesn't look like any team is going to catch them. Matter of fact, no team is going to catch them uh, right now, given where they are with 80 games. They've won 80 games. Like That's so crazy right now. <laughs> even say that right now. But when you think about all of the injuries that the Braves have dealt with, with Max Free, you know, um, and Kyle Wright and all of those guys, you got to start to wonder, okay, who is going to be the person to kind of come out of nowhere to be the person that – Say, you know what? I did not see this guy coming. He's gonna, he was the guy that kind of was the catalyst to get them to that World Series once the playoffs get rolling. And a guy that has been absolutely white hot as of late is Eddie Rosario. And I started to think about, when I started thinking about this question, I was like, I started going back to like, okay, they traded for this guy midseason last, uh, in, in, the, uh, in 2021, and they brought the guy in, and he just absolutely went on an absolute tear just went crazy. And right now, in his last two games, he's got like a, over a 1,200 OPS, which is absolutely ridiculous. So do you think he could be that guy this year, given how he's playing right now as the season's starting to wind down? That's a great question. Um, now, the hard thing about Eddie is, like, he'll do this every once in a while, you know? Yeah. Like, you're talking about that playoff run, NLCS against the Dodgers. And he had you – know, last year was tough because he was – blind for half the year he had to get eye surgery like he had a couple good good hot streaks early in the season and then kind of cooled off right now is obviously as hot as he's been like if it's going to be eddie he's got to have like a bad september <laughs> and then get right. hot through or 1.2 ops through october so, like, he's got to cool off a minute and come back. Um, but, like, but you make a great point in that, like, okay, we know pretty well what Ronald Acuna is going to be on a week-in, yeah. week-out basis. Yeah. Like, at the end of the week, Ronald Acuna is going to have put together another great week every week. It feels like post-All-Star break, Austin Riley is the same. Matt Olson has been phenomenal all season long. Ridiculous, um, yeah. And, you know, and the, Michael Harris, the bottom of the lineup ever since early June has really been solid. Now he's, he's batting second this weekend because Ozzy's out. And I feel like when Ozzy comes back, you kind of count on him. It's, it's almost like the middle. It's so weird because most lineups, like your top three are incredible and that's – or whatever you, you want them to be, and the Braves are. And then that next three kind of power and, and you know, um, guys that are going to hit a lot of homers, you can count on like that. And then the bottom three, you never know what you're going to get. I almost feel like the top three for the Braves are the most reliable. Yeah. The bottom three are the second most reliable. Right. And then four, five, six, you've got like Olsen, uh, Darno sometimes, sometimes Ozuna, like Rosario, like all those guys outside of Olsen. I wouldn't put Olsen in this category, but I would put Murphy, Darno, Rosario, Ozuna, all in that same category of mm-hmm. any one of them could get hot enough to win you a series. Like, it, it would like Marcelo Zuna has done it a couple times this year where he's the best hitter in baseball for like a week <laughs> or, right, or like yeah. two. His, he just had a 16 game hit streak snapped yesterday. So, yep, absolutely. He, you know, he's capable of it. So, I don't know that, that I would say for sure that it's like 
It's definitely going to be Eddie, but I, I would, it's definitely one of those guys, or even I would put Arcia in that too. Like Arcia yeah. is kind of, you know, he's been pretty steady, but there's these a couple weeks where he's really, really hot. So um, yeah, I mean, you stay healthy and you get the lineup back where you want it with Aussie batting second. God, I love Harris batting second though, man. Like I know it's, it looks so good. I, he almost went for the cycle on Sunday. Yeah, I mean Saturday. Yeah. yeah. He's just he's faster than than Ozzy. Yeah. So like they've done this a couple times with him batting second where Ronald gets on. Like he's just gonna get on. Easy. And then Harris either hits a single or Ronald's already on second because he stole second or something like that. And then all of a sudden you have Harris and Acuna on the base pass with no outs in the first inning. And you're the pitcher and you're just you're just screwed. It's like now, <laughs> now I got Olsen and Riley and the center of this lineup coming up. It's like it's gotta be it's gotta be terrifying. Now, it's also great too, because when Ozzy is batting second, then Harris is batting ninth, and then you go Harris, Acuna, Ozzy, and that's bad for opposing pitchers too. So yeah, man, I don't know. Their lineup is is special. It's the it's the best lineup I've ever seen. It's so crazy because like when you talk, think about all those names names in the top three you just mentioned, like it is super, super special. And it's crazy for us to be talking about a guy who hits in the fifth or sixth hole, like being a catalyst, you know, for them winning a World Series because it's just like you understand that, you know, they're going to be ebbs and flows in the playoffs because, like you said, we have, you know, Marcel Zuna who just snapped a 16-game hit streak. And we know he can get hot at any time. And, of course, we talked about laid out just Eddie Rosario being able to do the same thing as well. And let's not forget Travis Darno, who made a who was an all star catcher last year and, and basically got told, hey, you're about to split games with this dude because he's the dude that's going to be here going forward. So when Sean Murphy. So I think that it's just so interesting how I feel. I feel like the, 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 the winding down of this season is going to be very interesting to see who kind of catches fire, who's going to be remain consistent, who's going to start falling off because this season is over. Essentially, as far as what the, in, being the NL East, and I really feel like they're going to get you know home field advantage throughout. And it, it, we have to start talking big picture right now because yep. I know me being grown up in Atlanta, like I'm looking for something to go wrong. I'm looking for something to say, you know what? Yeah, they're the best team in baseball. But in the back of my mind, I'm just like, oh man, who's going to going to blank this up? <laughs> if it is, if it is that, if it is that, what what is it? Because it's not the lineup, like. I mean, to, look, to me, it, it's got to be the starting pitching, right? Because which brings me to my question: like Max Free, four starts in, like he looked like he was pitching like gangbusters in that first outing. I'm like, oh my god! Like, what is? It was almost like this dude never left. So, but we've had he always seems to have like that one or two innings where he just kind of just loses it, or he kind of kind of really try to start finding himself. But he battled on Sunday, which is was great. He only gave up three runs, and, and they were still the Braves still had a chance to win the game. But it's just like it feels like to me to answer your question that it might be that starting pitcher, and I and I really can't even pinpoint who it might be at this point. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, and that's not to say that I don't think the starting pitching is good. I, I do think the starting pitching is yeah, good. it is, it but, is. But Freed has had one really good one, one pretty good one, and then two kind of shaky. Kind of rocky ones. That second one was weird because he didn't pitch yeah. bad in the second. 
he just had a really weird inning and they kind of got some bad luck, but yesterday he just went sharp. Like he just couldn't find a strike zone early and um, gave up a couple homers, which he doesn't normally do. So right. he's going to, you know, he was out for a long time, you know, he was out for three months. So he'll probably have between now and October, what do you think? Maybe like six more starts, something like that. Um, I would say at least, yeah. At least you know, it's just all about getting sharp for him because he's going to start game one, you know, yeah. like well, he's gonna be no game one. What he does down the stretch unless he gets hurt again. Like he's going to be your game one starter of your playoff series and Strider's going to be game two. And I feel oh, it has to be. Yes. Strider's had, you know, he's had a couple bad stretches, but he seems like he's locked back in. He was amazing on Friday night. Ridiculous. And then, you know, you, know how it is <clears throat> you really only need three starters, especially in a yeah. five, you know, best of five. So yeah. I feel good about Charlie, but Charlie also, you know, Charlie could go out there and be terrible. He's <laughs> like, old. And he's old. Charlie walked seven guys two starts ago. And then he struck out ten guys last start. So it's like last start. you never know talking bad about him. <laughs> this was like, oh yeah, I heard yeah. you big man talking about me. Yeah, I got ten of these guys. I'm gonna sit them down just for you. And I don't right. no offense to Elder, like great season. But I I got a lot of questions about him in a playoff game against a really good lineup. If you go back and look at his numbers, good playoff caliber lineups have uh have been hard for him. So mm-hmm. um he when you think about it though, he doesn't really he doesn't really have out pitches. Like he's not a strikeout type of guy. So he's basically is all banking on location. And if that is off by a couple inches, yeah, it, it, it might be going the other way in a very well, long way. <laughs> Another thing, too, it sucks that this is a part of it, but it is. We've seen it a lot the last week with the Braves because they've had Angel Hernandez and C.B. Buckner behind the plate once each oh, in the last five games. <laughs> yeah, Elder needs a little bit of a of a low strike zone. Like yeah. that last two, – two starts ago when he was really bad, I don't remember who it was against, but they – anyway, it doesn't matter. They were laying off the low stuff. And he was walking guys. And when he's walking guys, he, like you said, doesn't have out pitches. And he's got to rely on defense and not luck, but like, you know, good good fortune that the ball is hit at his defenders and they make a Brown play. balls and all that stuff, yeah. yeah One right. thing, and this is such a small nitpicky thing with a team who's clearly the best team in baseball, they make, they make bad decisions sometimes. <laughs> like, yes. like, you see, Arcia will make a weird – all right, why'd you go to third base? You had the easy out at first. Or like Olson will boot a ground ball here or there. Like I know they're always ultra aggressive on the base paths, but like I get being ultra aggressive with Acuna and Harris. Maybe you don't have to be as aggressive with like Murphy. Or Matt <laughs> and Olsen. Olsen. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's that's okay. We understand. Yeah. But like you know, those are the you know how it is. Like you said, you grew up as a Braves fan in the nineties where the Braves were the best team in baseball almost every year, but yeah. you didn't win it almost every year. Cause you get to the playoffs and fluky stuff happens. So just it's just about trying to widen those margins out as much as possible. And I think the offense does that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I think that, you know, being able to win, I think this series against the San Francisco Giants was pretty good because like, it wasn't like eight to nine, eight to nine or, or nine to zero or something like that. You saw four, three, 
you know, four nil. Like those are some of the things that you like to see. You know, another people talk about nil. Like we're talking about soccer. Like you got a soccer. Oh, you got soccer infected right there in your brain. You know me, man. I'm talking about it every day on on, on ATL Day One. <laughs> That's in the for the culture segment, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Which is getting ready to come up. <laughs> which is ready to come up next, uh, if I can get through it. Uh, but we want to say thank you, guys, to all our everydayers, ATL Day Ones, for rocking with us each and every day. We really appreciate you. Uh, Tanisha will be back. I promise you. She, you know, she'll be she'll be back. All you guys uh, dropping the comments. You know, you can kind of let me know how much you miss her, and, you know, I miss her as well. But, you know, we got my main man, Andy Bunker, filling in for today. People know where she is. You guys talked about where she is and what she's doing. She's doing the Lord's work. Okay. Yes. (laughs) She's doing the Lord's work, like literally. Literally, literally. No, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know, I know what she's doing and where she is. I just didn't know how much you guys talked about it. (laughs) Yes, yes. We, uh, you know, like, like, like we 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 uplift Tanitra on this show, you know, because she's a, a great human being. Like I don't like, want to get into a space yeah. where people like get tired of hearing how great of a human being she is, because the stuff she's doing over there is like you can't talk about it enough. So yeah, nope. and we try Tanitra to keep it sporty on here. Legitimately, one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Absolutely, she is. She's great. She's great. Yep. But Andy, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because it's just how we get down on the show. Today is no different. Andy, when you think about all of the changes that have been going down at ESPN, you know, as a broadcaster who probably expired, aspired to um, work at ESPN, I'm just kind of getting a little concerned, a little worried. But, you know, I don't know. This latest move, it kind of got me smiling a little bit because I'm a big fan of Ryan Clark. And Marcus Spears, they've been added to Monday Night Countdown. Um, and, you know, we already know that Steve Young is no longer there. And they've taken off our guy. Uh, I don't know if this is your guy. You know, Booger. You know, I really feel like they had set that man up for failure when they put him on that big, crazy-looking machine and but all that stuff. So, and there was no looking back. <laughs> the Boogermobile, like, it was just set up from the beginning. But anyway, but I think they've added uh, Marcus Spears and Ryan Clark. What do you think about the new lineup? Are you, you going to tune in? Let me start up by there. Let me start there. Yeah. So just so I, I'm clear, because we talked a little bit about this today, and I didn't. I don't know that I got all of. This. So that's the that's the Monday night countdown. That's like the on the field pregame crew that's kind of getting ready for. Yeah. No. I I love it. I mean, first of all, and your guy's going to be the host, Scott Van Pelt, who I, I left Scott Van Pelt going to be the host, yeah. and him and Ryan Clark, if people remember, um, it was a horrible situation but it was maybe some of the best broadcasting that's ever been done on ESPN the night of the DeMar Hamlin injury. Cause that, yes, was, a, that was a Monday night game. Yes, absolutely. They, they went back to the studio and Van Pelt was getting ready to do sports center after the game. And Ryan Clark was, I think he was in studio. Maybe he, I don't know where he was, but he was, and the two of them essentially like we're doing right now, like the double box did yeah. two hours of TV, not knowing what was going on in the most, like bad circumstances that that you can be live for not expecting to be live at all because of a, of a horrible injury like that. Um, And Ryan Clark won an Emmy for that. And he should have like, I think that was what, cause everybody knows like Ryan Clark is funny and like, isn't afraid to speak his mind and knows his stuff, obviously having played, but like that dude is a great broadcaster. And like, there's, there's not that many people that are like, you know, there's some people that are really, you know, whatever you're good on TV, but you have to have this partner or whatever. Like that dude earned every bit of it. 
And it's not just because he was good at football. Like he is, he is so good um, at, at, at television. Van Pelt too. So like putting those two guys together in that way is cool. I mean, Spears is awesome too. Like hilarious, knows his stuff. Their just relationship. Himself. Yeah. Well, I also just think anybody but himself. I, think I love there's, it. There's a really important ingredient that a lot of these shows overlook, which is that person that's sort of playing point guard. Like inside the NBA is great for a million reasons, but one of the reasons it's so good is because Ernie Johnson kind of just knows how to get out of the way, keep it on path, get out of the way. Van Pelt with those guys is going to do that really well. So like, you know, as ESPN has been trying to replicate TNT's success with an NBA pregame halftime, whatever for years and haven't been able to do it. I think they I think they 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 just hit, they just hit a home. The Monday Night Crew has changed a lot. It was like Matt Hasselbeck and Randy Moss, and it's like they thought it would be cool if they let them wear sneakers. Like that would yeah, be Ray cool. Lewis too. Like, yeah, no, you gotta get like you gotta get good good broadcasters. Yes, and then the broadcast will be better. <laughs> so yes, absolutely, yeah, that's that pretty simple. Crazy. It's pretty simple. <laughs> yes, I love Randy you know, Moss, I think, I think but you know, awesome. I think it's gonna be great. That's a great team. Yeah, and also what I thought was great, man, before we get out of here, was uh, Baby Girl's birthday party, man. You know, three-year-old birthday party, man. You know, Lily's out there. You know, she got the, the bathing suit on. She's just out there doing her own thing, man. I, it was just really cool to kind of see. And though, for those you don't know, Andy and I used to work together at 929 The Game on the Bunker Mentality. Um, I still have people to this day saying, oh, my God, I used to listen to you guys back in the, at night. And I was just like, oh, my God, I hope you didn't uh, think we suck, you know. But I thought we, I thought we did some great radio, you know. If, if, if anybody didn't else didn't stop. think so, I thought so for sure. We didn't stop. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah. We did some really good-ish, you know, at night, you know, while you I'm guys were sleeping. It. I'm proud of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, I'll do it all over again, too, if you ask me to. But, uh, but I think it was... It was really cool to see Lily out there getting a getting a getting a swerve on. But I think the the most the highlight of it was seeing your dad, man, like letting the wig grow. Like I didn't know that. Like it almost, dude, it's almost down to halfway down his back, and I'm just like, what what's going on with Mister Bunker? Like is he kind of like going into his hippie mode at at old age? I mean, Andy, help me out here, man. I'm not used to seeing I'm him. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought it up, Jarvis, because it needs to be addressed. <laughs> Um, we need we need non-family members putting pressure on this man because it isn't good. It's not good. Like he retired about three years ago and he hasn't gotten a haircut since. And so his wow. hair is it's probably a foot long, foot and a half long yeah. in the back. Easily, easily. It's dude. crazy, but he does trim up the sides, which is basically a mullet. So. Oh. Dad's got a long ass mullet right See, now. See, yeah, the hat I couldn't tell on the whole mullet piece because he had a, uh, yeah. a hat on his head. Yeah, oh my no. And it's funny because you know I see him. All, they they moved here right right after Lily right. got born. They moved here, so I see my yeah. I see my dad more now than I did in the ten years before you know before he moved here when when he lived in Seattle or he lived right outside Seattle and I did too because you know mm-hmm. you kind of grow up and you see you see your family sometimes but not that much right. um, holidays whatever. They come over once a week and watch Lily. They come over on the weekends during football season and watch games. So, like, I see them all the time. So, I've seen it gradually grow. It, it had been for you. You probably haven't seen him since since our wedding, right? Yeah, 
basically yeah. five years ago. Well, congratulations so, on a five-year anniversary, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's just but a so, accomplishment going on. Yeah. It's the same day. August 18th is the, it's the, day, of the day of the year at our house every year. Um, but so his, his compromise is he says he'll cut it when my brother Michael gets married. So okay. he'll get cut for Michael's wedding because Michael – I think Michael hates it the most. Like, and he's given <laughs> it the most crap about it. Um, yeah. And so Michael and his girlfriend just bought a house in Marietta. Okay. They're not engaged, but they will be. And she so, seems nice, by the way. Yeah. Great. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. Everybody loves yeah. Karina. It's awesome. Um, so within the year, hopefully, my dad will get a haircut. Yeah, man. I, I almost got concerned. I was just like, is 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 Papa Bunker going through some things? Cause, or he just might just be, which I just found out. You know, ever since he retired, I got a cut. So it seems like he just and I don't give a blank mode right now. And yeah, I would love I to be. Bad. in that mode. How do they, you know, you retire, you just kind of get bored. You know, yeah. like, let's try yeah. something different. I ain't got to go to work today, so what am I need a haircut for? You know? I just worry because all what he does now is his garage is set up as like a wood shop. He's just got like an awesome wood shop, and he's constantly working, making stuff, and building stuff, and it's really cool. It's kind of how he occupies his time now. But I'm worried he's going to be like bent over like the table saw or the lathe, and that flow is going to fall down and get caught up in the in one of the gears or something. You have to do one of these numbers. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like almost like dangerous at this point. So now I'm glad you brought it up because it's uh, I love my dad, but he needs a haircut. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, man. I'm with you on that. And we also thank you guys for uh, making ATL Day Ones your first listener today. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast, wherever you download the podcast. Make sure that you leave us a five star review. Really appreciate that from you. And a shout out to all our everydayers. If you're an everydayer, go ahead and drop a comment in the comment box right there on YouTube if that's your choice of entertainment. And, hopefully, you Andy, didn't hate me. if you're an everydayer, hopefully you didn't hate me. Just trying to hold it down. Yeah, man. Like, come on now. Y'all can't hate my guy. That's my guy. That's my dude. You know, yeah, we, we out here, you know, talking about this thing, talking about life, man, because that's how we get down. And we appreciate you guys for rocking with us each and every day. And before we get out of here, make sure if you don't do anything else with your life, make sure you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.